Ladies and gentlemen, new week, fresh energy, brand new slate of content on what is the hottest form of Alabama football news, notes, and information. I am Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine and Studios, and this is In My Own Words. People, we have reached the unofficial countdown for the return of college football and Alabama football at Southeastern Conference Media Days this week. It'll start from Monday, July 15th, going to Thursday, July 18th, as the media will convene on the Hyatt Regency Winfrey Hotel. Yours truly, I will be at the event on Wednesday, July 17th. That's Nick Saban, and the Crimson Tide will speak. Coach Saban bringing quarterback Tua Tagovailoa, wide receiver Jerry Judy, and inside linebacker Dylan Moses with him. Now, in the event of there being some interesting topics from Media Days, I will actually go into a six-part series just recapping the the content, some things that were said, some things that were talked about, some highlighting quotes that may be of interest. But we start off this week's edition of shows by looking at positional groups, positional units that you, the Alabama fan, are excited to see and those of which you may have some concern or worry about. Fall camp for the Crimson Tide starts on August 2nd, August 2. So we begin this off. Positional units you are excited about, you are happy about, you have no issues with. These are areas of strength and those that will be areas of concern. Now, just because they're areas of concern does not mean there will be a detriment for the entire season. As always, Alabama tends to find a way to make those weak areas become strengths throughout the course of the season. But as we enter into fall camp, we're in preseason right now. But as we enter fall camp and go through the first couple of games of the season, these areas will be some of concern just due to uncertainty. You don't know what's going to happen. So starting this thing off with my areas of strength, as I'm running them across the screen here, we got starting quarterback, wide receiver, running back, offensive tackle, outside linebacker, and secondary. Saying that one more time, the areas of strength for Alabama, starting quarterback, wide receiver, running back, offensive tackle, outside linebacker, and defensive secondary. Starting quarterback, that's self-explanatory, Tua Tagovailoa back as a junior consensus All-American Heisman finalist from a season ago. I mean, here was a guy that for the first seven to eight weeks of last season, he was eating up college football. He was destroying defensive secondaries. He was literally running away with the Heisman Trophy. Unfortunately, got hurt, went through a couple of injuries, and despite playing through the pain, he was not the same guy that he was through those first seven to eight games. But even with that, Clemson is excited about Trevor Lawrence. Georgia really likes Jake Fromm. Oklahoma is high on Jalen Hurts. And despite the amount of FBS Division I football teams that have an elite quarterback, Alabama, Nick Saban, and this fan base feels like it can put Tua Tungavangoa up against anybody else in college football, and they like their chances. Here's a guy in Tua 
This past year, 3,966 passing yards, 43 touchdown passes, 48 total scores to just six interceptions. He can stay healthy. Offensive line can protect him. This will be a marquee big-time year for Tonga Vangoa as he gets set to finish the deal and win a national championship as a starter. When you drop down to the wide receivers, Holloman Wiggins, who comes over from Virginia Tech, and Steve Sarkeesian as the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, these two have inherited, unarguably, the most experienced, talented, big play, deepest group of wide receivers in all of college football. You got the main four, the quartet of Judy, Ruggs, Smith, and Waddle. They're all dangerous. They all bring something unique to the table. Judy, the ringleader of the bunch, 68 catches a year ago, 1,315 yards, 14 touchdowns, All-American, and Fred Blitnikoff Award winner. Behind those four, you have your second tier, Xavier Williams, John Mechie, Slade Bolden, Tyro Shavers. Deepest bunch in college football, wide receiver of strength. You go down to running back. I put an asterisk by this position, and the reason why I did that is Najee Harris and Brian Robinson are both fantastic backs coming into their junior year. Both guys are strong in between the tackles. Both guys possess a lot of athleticism, but yet and still, both guys are 220 pounds plus. They're bruisers. They will be able to grind out yards behind the beef on the offensive line. And despite how great those two guys are, when you look at what Josh Jacobs brought to Alabama this past year, when you look at what Kenyon Drake gave the Tide in years past, Alabama has to have that guy that gives you a change of pace, a unique look, a different element, a different dynamic to keep defensive coordinators off balance. They need a big year from Trey Sanders, the true freshman at six feet, 214 pounds, the five-star coming in from IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida. You need a big year from Trey Sanders. I mean, here's a guy that guys right now are comparing to the likes of Todd Gurley and Alvin Kamara in terms of his hands catching the ball at the backfield, the speed, the burst, the explosion, the acceleration. So as great as Najee Harris is, as great as Brian Robinson is, they're going to need a big year from Trey Sanders, who is competing with the likes of Tredarius Towson and Jerome Ford to kind of be that guy to fit in that Josh Jacobs role. Moving on down, offensive tackle, strength, you return Jedrick Wills, who started all 15 games at right tackle a season ago. He's back at right tackle. Alex Netherwood, who sacrificed and played right guard a season ago. He's a natural left tackle. He's moving back into his big-time spot, taking over for the departed Jonah Williams. Now, after those two guys, you have a lot of depth at that position, whether it's Matt Womack, Scott Lashley, or you have a number of freshmen that can play that spot, whether it's Amari Kite, Evan Neal, Pierce Quick. There is experience, but there's also depth and big talent at offensive tackle. Next group, you got outside linebacker. And should this group remain healthy, 
This could be the scariest group in all of college football, especially when you count Terrell Lewis, Anthony Jennings, Chris Allen, Ayabi Anoma, and then the depth behind those guys, Jerez Parks, Ben Davis, and Kevin Harris II. Should this group remain healthy with the coaching of Sal Sanceri, the attacking mindset of Sal Sanceri, this group stays healthy. This is the scariest group in college football. And then last but not least, you got the secondary defensive backs. So much talent, so much experience coming back. Trayvon Diggs, Xavier McKinney, Jarrett Maiden, Patrick Sertan II, Josh Job, Jalen Armour Davis. There's a number of freshmen coming in led by guys like DeMarco Hellams, Jordan Battle, Marcus Banks, Brandon Turnage. I mean, need I say more? This is a deep group. This is an experienced group. This is a talented group. This is a hungry group. So those are your strengths right there. Starting quarterback, wide receiver, running back, offensive tackle, outside linebacker, and defensive secondary. As we look at the weaknesses here, and once again, there are weaknesses because, you know, uncertainty. You don't know what's expected to happen, but these can quickly become strengths through the course of a season. So these are coming up on screen. Backup quarterback, tight end, interior offensive line, which consists of center and guard and inside linebacker. For backup quarterback, and the only reason why this is a weakness is because of the lack of big-time game experience. Last year, or the last two years, Alabama was in a very fortunate situation. I don't even think fans understand how fortunate, how blessed this program was in the last two years to have two very experienced very talented quarterbacks in Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa. The closest analogy I can give for that would be what the Philadelphia Eagles have had the last couple of seasons. You had the face of the franchise, the meal ticket, the prize, the headline name in Carson Wentz. He's the one you cared about the most. And then you had the insurance guy in Nick Foles. He wasn't the headline name. He wasn't the prize. He wasn't the big guy. He was the insurance policy, but he was someone that if you were to lose Carson Wentz, you had no problem putting Nick Foles out there because he has the experience and because he has the ability to get you where you need to go, that being a Super Bowl championship or better yet, a big run in the playoff. And that's what happened. Carson Wentz got hurt in 2017. You put Nick Foles in there. He carries you to the Super Bowl. Carson Wentz gets hurt again this past season. You put Nick Foles back in there, and he's able to get you to the playoff and almost another shot at the Vince Lombardi Trophy. It's the same thing with Alabama. Jalen Hurts was the starting quarterback in 2017. Gets him to the national championship game. Struggles against Georgia. Tua Tagovailoa comes off the bench. The rest is history. Bama wins the national championship. This past year, Tua's the starting quarterback. Played tremendously well through the first seven to eight weeks of the season. Battled some injuries against Georgia. Struggles in the SEC title game. Jalen Hurts comes off the bench. Rescues the team. Gets the program to the college football playoff. Jalen Hurts gone to Oklahoma. Now... Your backup quarterback situation, you got Mac Jones, Talia Tonga 
and Paul Tyson. All three guys were good. All three guys bring a big-time skill set. Mac Jones right now is the main guy in the clubhouse, redshirt sophomore out of Jacksonville, Florida. Nick Saban has mentioned all spring. He talked about how we got to give Mac Jones every single opportunity to show us he can run this offense, he can run the system. He's been training all summer long to get himself in the right frame of mind and the right possible shape to get this thing done for Alabama. It's a weakness right now because of uncertainty, but backup quarterback, I think Mac Jones can get the job done. Talia Tonga-Vangoa, Paul Tyson trading as we speak. Moving on down from that to tight end, this is a depth issue because not only did you lose uh, Irv Smith Jr. to the NFL, you lost Hale Hinches also, and you returned Miller Forrestal, the former three-star recruit, in the 2016 class from Cartersville, Georgia. He's got a lot of talent. Had a big freshman year in 2016. Five catches for 75 yards. Got hurt in 2017 against Colorado State and ACL. Missed the remainder of the season. And Irv Smith Jr. took over in 2018. But Forrestal's back. He's added some healthy weight to a six foot five inch frame. The coaching staff very high on him. They believe he's going to have a big season. But behind him is where the lack of experience comes in. You had to move Cameron Latou from outside linebacker to tight end at 6'5", 247 pounds. He's got the size. He's got great hands. He's adjusted well to the position, played well all spring. But is he ready for the big time? Is he ready for the regular season? These questions will be answered once fall camp gets in. And the first games of the season are played out. Behind the two, you've got Major Tennyson, who's growing, redshirt sophomore. You have Jaleel Billingsley, a true freshman, who is going to be really good, a freakish athlete. Alabama may try to carry him slow. We'll see what happens. But the Tide recently has lost Kedrick James, the junior from Waco, Texas, somebody of whom this program had a lot of high hopes and high expectations for. He is currently in the transfer portal was facing or going to face a four-game suspension anyway due to an NCAA situation, but right now in the transfer portal. Moving on to the interior offensive line where center and guard is concerned. Alabama losing Ross Pierce-Baker, somebody who played three years at left guard and started all last year at center. He's now in the National Football League. You lose Lester Cotton and uh, Josh Kasher to graduation. And despite the fact that Chris Owens worked well all spring, is he ready for the big time? The redshirt junior out of Arlington, Texas. That remains to be seen. At your guard positions, you got Emil Ikior Jr., who more than likely will play left guard. Matt Womack, who will more than likely play right guard. You have worked Evan Neal on the inside, though he can also kick out. Just a bunch of moving pieces. You're not certain who's going to play at what spot, but there's depth there, just not much experience. And then last but not least, an inside linebacker. Who helps Dylan Moses? That's the million-dollar question. I like Alakejo physically, mentally. 
Is he ready to go? I like the experience of the system that Josh McMillan has. Can he become more than just a plug-and-play guy? We'll have to see. And then therein lies Shane Lee, the freshman of whom I really, really like. Will Alabama throw him into the fire? Remains to be seen. But I like Dylan Moses. He's the leader. He's the anchor of this group. But who will step up to help him? So once again, going through the weaknesses now, backup quarterback, tight end, interior offensive line play in terms of center and guard, and inside linebacker. Does it mean that these groups will struggle the whole season? Just right now, uncertainty. Don't know who's going to be at which spot, but it could potentially grow to being a strength. That's going to take us to our first break here on In My Own Words. Don't touch that down, ladies and gentlemen. As always, you check out the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. Do the right thing. You download this on your iPhone if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you got the Android phone giving you all your Crimson Tide news, notes, and information. You subscribe to TD. AlabamaMag.com and also subscribe to Touchdown Alabama Magazine on Facebook now on Facebook on YouTube excuse me getting with the site has got over 1 million video views upon our return we dive into uh, the guys that could bring the biggest pass rush for Alabama how many sacks could we see in the upcoming season who could be the biggest sack leaders in the upcoming season don't touch that down folks We're coming back. 